The great story here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy that has been conspiring against my husband since the day he announced for president. perfect position and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's Winslow tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow.
the Winslow Tea Broadcast Booth in deserted Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. This is Radio Free Brooklyn, and you're listening to Race to the Bottom, baby. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea. I'm drinking it now. Here we go. Mmm. I added some Winslow chai to the mix. Got to get that cardamom up in that up in that mix. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation. Hopefully you got all stocked up on on Winslow. I was in Trader Joe's. All the Winslow was gone. People are sending me sending me photos, text photos, texting me photos of of empty Winslow shelves, which I guess is good for Winslow, but bad for us because unless you're stocked up, I don't know when when uh, we'll be back online with full Winslow production. You are listening to the award-winning Race to the Bottom. Just claiming, claiming that we're award-winning. It's like a restaurant will say, like, try our award-winning barbecue sauce. Let me see. Bring me out the trophy. I'm not so, I'm not so sure. Little skeptical. Little skeptical, dog. Oh, you're listening to the instrumental backing track of uh, Savory Truffle, even though the Beatles say Safari Truffle. And I've played this song on Race to the Bottom before. Not even one of my favorite Beatles songs, but for some reason it gets stuck in my head. And um, stuck in my head again this week. But I said to myself, John, yes, what's that, John? You can't just play the same song again. I said, "Well, John, what if I what if I get the uh, instrumental version?" I bet there's an instrumental version. There is, and that is what you just heard. <sighs> now, back to our calm, centered space. Let's get back into Chaturanga. This is Bremer and McCoy from Denmark. Their tour is canceled, as is everything. Maybe we'll get them. Maybe we'll get them in the Winslow T broadcast booth next year. How about that mashup, though? What'd we hear? We heard from the band James with their song "Laid." That was their biggest hit. I was a huge James fan when I was younger. Not sure why. Like British stuff. My therapist said not to see you no more. She says you're like a disease without any cure. She says I'm so obsessed that I'm becoming a bore. Really hitting that or rhyme. We heard from Radiohead. 
House of Cards, the infrastructure will collapse. Involuntary response. We heard from... I don't know why I, I played that one. Just let you guess. We heard from Erica Badu from On and On. I think I'll have a cup of tea. Winslow tea. Got to ask Erica if she wants to sponsor Winslow. We heard just uh, two bars from Danny Brown, Savage Nomad. Mayday, mayday, sound the alarm. No ice on my wrist, because she loved me for my charm. One of the couplets on that record that I can play on the show. I don't play uh, curses. My mommy uh, says I can't play curses on this show, so... That's that's a little taste of Danny Brown that you'll get on Race to the Bottom. I do recommend that if you like hip-hop, you check out his album, Know What I'm Saying. We heard from Hillary. I watched the... Uh, I'm almost done with the four-hour documentary. Played the famous, infamous clip about the vast right-wing conspiracy. Oh, and we heard from Steve Miller. The Steve Miller band with the song Swing Town. I had that song stuck in my head all week. I could not figure out who it was. I kept racking my brains searching through bands catalogs and Steve Miller was the first band that I thought it was but I thought I checked everything I couldn't locate I even put a a video of myself on Instagram singing that song while walking down the street singing that melody to see if somebody could figure it out and my friend Kala and my friend Vance both were able to tell me that it was Swing Town by the Steve Miller Band. An underrated, underrated, I know a lot of people hate the Steve Miller Band. I think they're great. I got to see him play live at this Christmas jam thing in Asheville. He was good. You know who else thinks he's good is Wes Anderson. Supposedly Wes Anderson and Noel Baumbach. Who write movies together sometimes have a plan to use have have a, a whole movie of which the soundtrack is just the Steve Miller band. So great minds, right? The bums lost Lebowski. Perfect, just what I wanted to hear right now. Lonnie's lament. So, um, this is John Coltrane Quartet playing live in Berlin in 1963. And uh, I wanted to play some John Coltrane Quartet because this is with McCoy Tyner on the piano. And this, this record, Afro Blue Impressions, all with live Coltrane stuff, is so good. You can find it on... Spotify and whatever. I had this CD and then I dubbed it onto tape cassette for my 
Hoopty Car. Listen to it all the time. It's 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 great, and uh, this is a beautiful song. Um, Lonnie's Lament. We heard from you two. As I've said before, I I like to feature weird impressionistic U2 usually from their earlier earlier career with the deep cuts and seconds off of the war album popped in my head this week and I'm popping it into yours Um, oh and then we heard from the movie Big where with the famous line I want to be big that's not what we heard, but that it, the movie has that line. He says, I want to be big. That's that's him before he turns into Tom Hanks with his buddy going down the, the street and wherever, Brooklyn. Doing the, the rap. Ooh, Shalina, walking down the street ten times a week. I met it. I said it. I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Sock me in the stomach three more times. Didn't never got why that was the end. Who wrote that rap? Was that like one of the writers who who directed that? Was that it? Wasn't Rob Reiner? Was it? Did Tom Hanks write that rap? If you know, give us a call seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two or email me at race to the B. All letters except the last letter B for bottom. Race to the B. Race to the bottom was taken. So we're race to the B at Gmail. Hit me up. Who wrote it? Maybe my research team can figure that out. So we're proceeding with an abundance of care. I made a robust effort to wipe everything down here in the studio I'm trying to keep bringing Race to the Bottom live for you each week in this in these crazy times but even if I'm unable to continue to come to the studio maybe next week uh, things really uh, take it in either even further nosedive I'll do the show uh, I'll record it from home new episodes each week that I promise you. So, as everything gets canceled and we kind of lose all sense of normalcy, you can count on a new race to the bottom every Saturday. I'm not going on vacation, so <laughs> for the very foreseeable, can it be very foreseeable? For the foreseeable future. I'll be here. Hopefully I'm not a vector for disease. Hannibal Vector. <sighs> One good thing I, I've been at home um, with with my my wife. Actually, yesterday was my first day working from home for, for school. We're doing online classes. One positive aspect of this whole thing is I, people who know me kind of know that I've always kind of had the aspiration to be like a classic housewife. Well, maybe not so much with the cleaning, but at least with the co- <laughs> at least with the cooking. And I've been having a lot of fun cooking three meals a day 
for my wife and I. That's been good. It is interesting. Uh, two more things, and then I'll take a break from talking about what everybody's thinking about all the time. It is an interesting time here in New York City. We got rid of plastic bags on March 1st. So when you go to the grocery store, there's long a long enough line because everybody's stockpiling. But then also, you got these people who are just learning how to use plastic bags. And the God bless the the counter people having to deal with all their stuff. People are not using are not are just getting used to using uh, doing reusable bags. Even before people started stockpiling, the lines were just incredibly slow and sluggish. Got to got to get your technique. I'd say here here's what I do. Get a get three different bags at least. Get a bag for your heavy stuff. Put all your heavy stuff, your cans, your jars, anything that won't break but has a, some heft to it. Then get a bag for your light stuff that you don't you don't want to smush, you don't want to bust open like uh, coffee, uh, like a a bag of coffee, um, or you know your paper products, your your soft fruits and vegetables like your asparagus, your herbs. Stuff you don't want to mar. You put that in one bag. So you got your heavy, you got your light, and then you got your medium stuff. Like, I would I would put my mushrooms in my medium bag. It's just, just a little tip from, from us here at, at Race to the Bottom Industries. Let's, let's listen to some, some of this for a second. But all in all, I just I just have an incredible sense of wanting things to go back to normal. I know that that's a really basic thought, but man. Things are okay. For me, I don't know, is that selfish? It is. I know even before this there are a lot of people's suffering. But man, just want to watch baseball. Go teach classes. Of course, my baseball season, uh, I, I was an assistant coach. I think that's probably done. It's just a bummer. But you know what we do on, on this show to when things get get to be a little too dark or, or uh, haterific? We do with a, a segment called uh, Recommended. It's a recommend. We just finished. I, I recommended this, but I'm going to recommend it again because we finished it last week. It's so good. This documentary on Netflix, Cheer. It's about cheerleaders at this this junior college in Texas. It's so good. So inspiring. 
cry. Cry like a baby at this thing. I recommend it. Uh, talked about Danny Brown. Um, I also recommend, if you like hip-hop, to check out the new J Electronica. Also, if you like to hear uh, overwhelming praise for Louis Farrakhan, that's a great record. Not, I'm not as crazy about that part of it, but the guy's got bars. Um, I recommend that. I recommend the second season of the show Ugly Delicious with David Chan. Oh, my God. Why can I? I'm going to need to do an apology about this. David Chang. Sorry. Jeez Louise. Um, yeah. David Chang, Ugly Delicious. Uh, he's really grown as a person. He used to be a little tough to deal with, but I, I, I really like David Chang and I think he has an infectious, not a good word right now. He has a palpable, uh, love for, for food that he shares. And, uh, it's, it's a great show. Uh, one more music recommendation on the way here. I was just listening and I know this is this is ba- another basic thing, but uh, like my desire f- for things to go back to normal. But I was listening to the old Coldplay album Parachutes, and we could do a whole show about this bands or artists that had a moment of greatness who are now almost unrecognizable. That album is so great. Uh, obviously, Coldplay is not so great these days, but man, I recommend digging back into parachutes. It's good stuff. Okay. So let's get into our March sadness. But before we do, I want to just do a quick round of sound to cleanse the palate. We'll, we'll play one... Uh, one song, and this song is a sad song, but but not really. You'll see what I'm saying. And this round of sound is brought to you by our Drive to Five. We still need your support to keep this radio station on the air. In times like these, you really see how important community radio can be. Broadway's closed. Jimmy Fallon's shows closed. Oh my God. All the shows, all the talk shows are closed. Concerts are canceled. Guess who's, who's still on the air? Shoot us, shoot us some, uh, some ducats. Go to Radio Free Brooklyn slash drive to five to do that. Also, if you're listening on your computer, just know that you can listen on the... There's an app on the iPhone and the Android. And it works really well. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, please do so. Radio Free Brooklyn slash newsletter. And uh, let's do a little bit of a, a round of sound. I'll just play one one tune. Um, you'll get it right when you hear it. Elton John. 
So good. What a great song. It says so much, too. That's the thing about it. All right. It's time for the Elite Eight. Not the Defeat Eight. That doesn't work. All right. Who made it to the next round? For those for those of you just tuning in, we're doing the March Sadness. We started out with a sweet, sad 16 of memories from from listeners. 16 listeners gave us 16 sad memories. They went head-to-head in matchups, one-on-one matchups. We're down to eight. I had a impartial judge... Judge these. They were anonymous. Beautiful anonymous. Like Chris Gethard, like I said last time. Um, if you don't know that show, um, it's a show. Okay. So who who's still in the race? We have Name on the Barn. 
Everybody's talking about name on the barn. Some people said name on the barn cheated by writing a whole essay. Supposed to just be a short thing. So maybe uh, our, our next judge who I've already talked to and I'm protecting her identity for safe for safety reasons. Um, I'll I'll will tell her to take maybe dock name on the barn a couple points, just because it's too damn long. It's good, but it's long. All right. Anyway, name on the barn versus maple tree. We have two kind of somewhat similar ones about love lost. Lovers scorned. We have dumped over nausea versus engaged X. Next, in our next heat, in our next bracket, we have passed out parakeet versus five foot ten. And in our final matchup, we have too sad for timeout versus pizza, quote unquote, delivery. I apologize to all. The people who did not advance, get them next year. And thank you for being a part of this. So, I have to, I'm, I'm going to condense a couple of these. But he, here's, here's our matchups. And I'm going to do a better job performing these and reading these. My production team was saying I, I kind of dropped the ball last week. Not my best show last week, I felt like. They can't all be the best. Right now, I'd say it's, I'd give, what would you give this show out of 10? I'd say we're at an eight. Okay. So this first one, Name on the Barn. This this listener goes, uh, talks about how his, his family fished in Florida uh, before, Flo- pre-air conditioning Florida. They used to drive around. Their whole family on long car rides on the weekends. And this this listener was the youngest of the family, and he heard he heard tell of a story about little Bobby Parrish. And as the story goes, they were driving around getting ready. They stopped for like tackle or snacks or something. And in the gas station they saw this. This uh, this kid Bobby Parrish with his like adopted grandpa or something, and <laughs> and and Bobby Parrish said, "Poppy, can I go with them?" And he said, "Sure, go 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 fishing with this family." So this listener's family took Bobby Parrish to go f- uh, fishing. And then they they dropped him back off at his house. And as he gets out of the car, he said, Will you come visit? The boy replied. The men laughed. I don't see why not, my dad said. I'm going to paint my name on the barn by the road so you'll remember, Bobby said. They parted ways with a wave as my dad backed the boat trailer around and headed out the driveway. That was it. And there was the barn, rusted and falling in. But if you look closely, you could see some lettering painted on the old tin. Weathered letters, 20 years old, that read Bobby. And had they ever been back? No. 
even though the place was on the back road between Kathleen and Dade City that we sometimes took on Sunday drives, and they had probably passed it a dozen dozen times in the years after, they never stopped and never saw Bobby again. Driving past that barn and seeing that lonely boy's name painted there for you like a neglected billboard and never stopping, that was one of the saddest things I had ever heard. So that's name on the barn. Oh, and in the background... I found this this week. I'm just putting this on repeat. This is Marchetta from Chico Hamilton's album El Chico. So good. Okay. So Name on the Barn goes up against Maple Tree. I'm really sad about the maple tree my stupid neighbor cut down last year and made the Carolina wrens go away. And now the street light, which used to be covered, shines into our backyard, and I'm constantly looking at the place where it was and feeling a deep sense of futility. I mean, it's really annoying because he cut it down because he thought he was going to try to make a parking spot there, but he never did because he's had all this trouble from the city over other stupid things he's done, and he's really rich and owns three houses, and so now He's not even here for months on end, but the tree is still gone. All right. Maple tree versus name on the barn. Stiff competition. All right. Now our lovers scorned uh, matchup. Dumped over nausea. Cough button. Okay, I was obsessed with this girl my sophomore year of college. We would hang out and watch movies in my dorm till like 2 a.m., We took a bunch of the same classes, but we were just friends, even though she definitely knew I was interested. Finally, after I misread enough signs to ask her out again, she said yes, we should give it a try. I went to bed beyond excited. The next day in class, she was a little standoffish and then elusive after. But I figured maybe it was nerves. Later that night, she came by my dorm room to talk and said us dating was a bad idea Thinking about it all day made her feel like she was going to throw up. Then she left. Dang, every time I read that one. It's sad. All right, and that is... That's going up against Engaged X. Three weeks after my ex broke up with me, he was engaged to another guy. My friend called me and was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, why wouldn't I be? Because I didn't know yet. And then I was like, wow. I was at my dad's house alone upstate. I worked on a bottle of whiskey by myself that night, listening to Shirley Basie on loop. He didn't end up getting married. He now lives in Connecticut and has a kid. Okay, now, uh, a couple childhood memories. Passed out parakeet, verse 5 foot 10. When I was six, I took my parakeet in his cage into the bath with me. The water was roaring from the faucet. I guess the noise was terrifying because he passed out and fell off the perch. Fortunately, he was removed by my mother and he recovered. Oh yeah, I forgot to, um, I should be reading, uh, the judge made some comments. So let me get back to these comments real quick. So about name on the barn, why name on the barn one? She said, The name on the barn totally wins. So poignant. Orphans, family longing, travel, the inexorable passage of time, narratively satisfying. Kudos to name on the barn. Maple tree. Greed under the guise of progress begets violence and 
un and uselessly so. This person's a good writer, this judge. Dumped over nausea. Romantic uncertainty makes people feel such visceral fears and say such hurtful things. Yes, that's true. Engaged X. A hasty engagement is a weird thing. Probably for the betrothed, it feels like a giddy, exhilarating plunge into adventure. But for the dumped ex, and even just for the loved ones who don't see the new engagement coming, getting engaged three weeks after a breakup feels like you're just doubling down on the breakup. Exactly. And passed out parakeet. How many of us have had to learn the fragility of living creatures through such a mistake? And the kid meant well. He was trying to show the parakeet a good time. I can picture this little kid whose heart probably skipped a beat mid-shampooing, thinking when the parakeet drops unconscious into the tub, what have I done? As a reader, I was so relieved the parakeet recovered, but I don't think the relief cancels out the sadness of this epiphany. No longer are pets of the world like toys. They convey to the narrator... His or her newly terrifying power to destroy. Dang. Really putting these into context. Okay, so passed out parakeet goes up against five foot ten. Every year, often in the summer, when we were at the edge when we were at the cottage, my dad would measure each of us and put a mark in the doorway with the year and our height. Since I was tall and called pretzel legs and olive oil at school, this was not a fun experience to me. Plus, all potential boyfriends were shorter than me, which was very embarrassing. I remember one summer in particular, probably when I was in ninth grade, that my height was five foot ten. This made me very mad and sad, and I stormed out of the cottage and sulked, knowing I was powerless to do anything about it. The bright side is that once I got older, I've been happy to be really tall and appreciated. I might take that part out. Do some artistic license. We don't need to know the bright side. This is supposed to be sad. You're hampering your own thing, listener. And our judge chose five foot ten, saying, Oh, the benign gesture that carves your knowledge of your biggest flaw into your psyche. What's more normal than to record your kid's heights on the doorway? I can picture this narrator, 14 years old probably, realizing that this is the summer she hits 5'10 and just feeling, with the intensity that only adolescence permits, that she's crossed into some invisible threshold into monstrosity. Dang. Okay, and then our, our, our last contest. Too sad for timeout versus pizza, quote unquote, delivery. Every year, often in the summer when we're, no, that's, sorry. Uh, too, too sad for timeout. A glorious snowstorm in suburban New Jersey. A steep, slick driveway, seven-year-old me, mid-descent, screaming with delight. My neighbor's knee, a busted lip. Seven-year-old me, full wreck, screaming with pain. Forty stitches in my lower lip. First grade classroom the following Monday. Heavy lip rejects smiles. Everyone's talking, having fun. Teacher warns, settle down. Talking continues, too much fun. Time out for everyone, except for Jason. He's too sad. Ooh. Too sad for time out. This is from our judge. Being called out by your teacher because she pities you is 1,000% more painful than being called out because she's irritated with how much fun you're having. 
Exactamundo. And then our last one, pizza, quote-unquote, delivery. A friend and I went to get pizza New Year's Eve before we decided what our plans would be. We drove to our favorite spot, but it turned out to be closed, so we decided to head home and regroup. On the way home, we got T-boned by the pizza delivery guy. We were completely fine, but the car was done for. Turns out the pizza found us. Except he wouldn't even let us have the pizza he was delivering. Love that car. And our judge says, I'm going to use this story to teach irony to my sixth graders. Wow. What a heat now. These these eight going up against each other will be down to four, our final four next week. I can't wait. Um... Okay, let's see. It's time for our political checkup. Let's uh, let's hear from our buddy Johnny's, Johnny, at Johnny's. The cold weather is now upon us. Is your car prepared? Huh? I'm John. Whoops! Dang it! The cold weather is now upon us. Is your car prepared? Huh. I'm Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. At Johnny's, we worry about things and check them for you so you don't have to worry about them and check them. What about your wiper blades? Can they stand up to an ice storm? How's your heater doing? Have you checked it recently? What about your brakes? At Johnny's, we make sure that your car is ready to do the job and fight hard against Jack Frost and his wintry mix of friends. Come on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. At Johnny's, we do it right and then check it. That's Johnny's way. See you soon. Johnny's Automotive. I know you're ready for some politics. But Johnny, race to the bottom. And I want to tell you how I feel about the American people. Look, I played team sports my entire life. The bond between teammates is deep and emotional and full of love. And as far as I'm concerned, the American people are my teammates. And if there's one thing I will not permit, it is someone to run down the field and kick my teammate in the face. And that is exactly what I've seen over the last seven years, traveling around this country, seeing these Republicans led by Mr. Trump, basically kicking the American people in the face. It's time for what in the crap. What in the crap? What in the crap? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. When I was making the mashup and I put that clip of him of of Big and then I I was a little uh, trigger happy at the beginning of the show. I at the end of that matchup, you were supposed to hear him say, "There's no crying in baseball." I got I got a little choked up. It's hard to have Tom Hanks. Uh, he's he, the everyman. If the everyman's sick, you know, I still think he should run for president. And then and then obviously I mean oh, this is just going over well-worn territory by this point but the NBA uh closing that same night and uh omelet bar just turfing out on live TV and then uh you know as for this show 
as as a uh, baseball related show sometimes we knew it was coming i was looking forward to the to this baseball season so so much hopefully um we do see some baseball this summer spring training got shut down and the opening day is postponed by two weeks but i don't think we'll be ready in two weeks so everybody's talking about what uh Everybody's talking about the bands and the bands, right? Give peace a chance. Everybody's talking. Everybody's talking about um, what? What is ESPN gonna gonna do now? They have no games to show. And there's this guy Jody Avergan. He used to be the uh, the host of Politics Podcast Five Thirty Eight, and now he he works for Thirty for Thirty. And he's a good guy. I saw him uh, say this on Twitter, which which I like, and I just want to spread this. I think this is such a good idea. Free idea for my for my former employer, ESPN. Should fill slots for canceled games with the absolute best games in their archives, called by today's analysts and sharp, historically-minded context might hit on what I think would be a strong desire for comfort viewing over the next month. Yes. Great idea. My hat's off to Mr. Abergan. Um, my feelings uh, about what's going on right now with this, this whole thing. I keep thinking about how we politically are on a four- or four-year cycle, or even just a two-year cycle uh, uh, politically with elections. And no one, very few politicians will do something big because they don't want to take the risk. They're just looking for that next election. So we don't, we don't work on infrastructure. And, uh, you know, I talked about this. We we had um, Cheryl from the Sunrise Movement call our first show of Race to the Bottom on RFB. And um, I told her then, I'll tell you now, Green New Deal, man. We're going to be in, in a major recession, if not a depression, once this whole thing's over. We need We need to restructure our society. We need jobs. We need to reinforce the bonds. You, you see how, how just tenuous everything is. We've been living on a credit card for decades now. And it doesn't take much to just knock us all off kilter. we got to take care of each other. And if this doesn't show us that, I don't know what will. Speaking of taking care of each other... Everybody loves to talk about Edward Snowden and who's that other guy, Julian Assange. But uh, Chelsea Manning just attempted suicide again. Chelsea Manning um, has been one of the most uh, courageous and most vilified people in in the fight for 
transparency about our endless wars and uh, hope she's okay and let's not forget about what she did um, out of her own conscience. Okay? Okay. It's time for Who Do You Want to Win and Who's Gonna Win? Who do you want to win and who... Gonna win. I'm still holding on to that torch. I'm still holding on to that torch. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, what a crazy time to have a a the build up to a presidential election. Jeez, Louise. My wife says I say jeez, Louise too much. I think that's probably true. I apologize for that. Um, but if if it's going to be Biden, which it looks like it probably is, we we got to get this dude to make some concessions to the to the uh energized base of young people and people who are care about climate change, people who care about social justice. We got the guy still doesn't even support a legalization of of marijuana what the hell gotta uh force this guy to to uh become a little bit more daring and populist this is kate lebon with sad nudes i'm gonna play this and then uh one more tune you've been listening to race to the bottom on radio free brooklyn Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK with Joanna Perpich. And uh, if you're listening on Friday, I think you might be hearing Brooklyn Bandstand next. Like I said earlier, uh, no matter what happens, even if I'm sequestered in my home, I am still going to be doing new uh, Race to the Bottoms for the foreseeable future. You can count on it. It's one thing you can count on. And uh, yeah, let's take care of each other. And and I hope that we can learn something from this new reality. Sad nudes. Comes the news. That's nice, right? And here's this other song that I've had in my head this week. We'll end with this. Jeff Buckley, Mojo Pin. I'll talk to you guys next week, and it will be the final four. Race to the bottom.
worked out perfectly.